Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Good morning and welcome to the Golf Show on the Sports Leader 96.1 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. The Golf Show is presented by Blackthorn Golf Club, Warren Golf Club at Notre Dame, Zolman Tire, Zolman's Tire and Auto Care voted the best tire store two years in a row by Kurt Outdoor Living. Make plans now to transform your backyard into an oasis with the experts at Kurt Outdoor Living. And by Lechleitner Door. When you need same-day service, Lechleitner Door delivers. Call 295-6311. My name is Darren Pritchett, WSBT Radio Sports Director. Thank you so much for joining us on this Saturday morning. My co-hosts are idle today. John Foster, he's the general manager at Notre Dame's Warren. And Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn Golf Club. Coming up on the Golf Show in this opening segment, we're going to talk all things Masters as the first major of the men's golf season wrapped up last weekend at Augusta National in Augusta, Georgia. And what a terrific leaderboard we had for the 2018 Masters, won by American Patrick Reed, a one-shot victory over Ricky Fowler, but a great group of players were right on his heels throughout the back nine on Sunday, one of the better leaderboards we've had in years at Augusta National with players like Roy McIlroy in contention, two-time Masters champion Bubba Watson, John Rahm, who burst on the scene within the last couple of years. He was pushing for his first major championship. And then there is Jordan Speed, who always seems to be right there on Sunday at Augusta National. He's got one great jacket in his back pocket came up short this year but what a great finishing round he had we'll talk about that coming up in just a couple of moments but the spotlight was on american patrick reed who opened augusta national at 69 then came back with a 66 in the second round and a really solid 67 in the third round so he had the opportunity to become the first ever golfer to shoot in the 60s for all four rounds of the masters now he came up short but he closed the deal holding off some of golf's top golfers patrick reed finished with a one under par 71 on sunday and needed a knee knocker a little three and a half footer on the 18th hole to beat Fowler by one shot. Patrick Reed is an individual that has put himself in a really tough spot. You think back to 2014, everyone's sort of first impression of him was as an arrogant, cocky, young American player. Did he deserve that moniker? Well, possibly. If you think back to 2014, it was the spring, really... Not many people knew who he was at that particular time, at least from the golf fan base. But he burst onto the scene with a victory, and then he claimed that he was already among the world's top five players. That's a really difficult thing to say right off the bat when you're a new face in professional golf. But you got to say, he's very, very confident in his abilities. He stood behind those comments. He continued to be the type of player that pushed himself to become a top five player, whether he believed it or not. And eventually he started picking up championships. And now he's got that first major championship. But 
there was always that negative connotation about Patrick Reed because our first impression was, wow, he is a boisterous player, comes out of nowhere, and he's a top-five player. He's better than all these guys. A lot of people just did not give him the benefit of the doubt, and I totally understand why. Then you think about the Ryder Cup. The last two times, he has been a huge part of the American team, including winning this last Ryder Cup. He became an individual that I think the American golf fans saw as a fiery competitor, someone that loved playing for the U.S. Ryder Cup team and was so clutch in so many key situations in the last couple of Ryder Cups. I think that started to change our opinion of him because he was so good in the Ryder Cup. We needed a boost in the Ryder Cup. We hadn't been good the last couple of times we went up against Europe. And he came through big time. And what did you see when Patrick Reed hit a big putt? He had the fist pumping. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. So the guy we saw at first who came across as a guy that were like, boy, I don't know if we can like this guy. Then all of a sudden... As fans, we want to see the Americans get the Ryder Cup back. And he is one of the more boisterous players and a big reason why they have won the Ryder Cup. So he started to change the persona a little bit then. And now he wins the Masters. And it just felt like as he fended off all these great players, he was solid. He needed key shots coming down the stretch. And he got it done. Maybe this will change the persona, but I'll tell you what. There's a part of me that says... I hope it doesn't change who we think Patrick Reed is. The game of golf is such a wonderful sport because it's all about discipline. It's about calling penalties on yourself. Most of the guys that we watch on TV go into the good guy category. You think about Phil Mickelson, the player of the fans, always tipping his cap to a fan. If someone hollers, let's go, Phil, he's always acknowledging them. He signs plenty of autographs. He goes out of his way to make sure that the fans know that he appreciates the way they cheer from him. Jordan Spieth, another example. Rory McIlroy, the list goes on and on. There's a ton of guys in that good guy category. And in all sports, there's always that evil guy or the bad guy, the person that we want to root against. If you're a Major League Baseball fan, you either love the New York Yankees or you hate the New York Yankees. And when they're good and if you don't like them, you want anybody to beat them. And I mean anybody. You almost get as excited when they lose compared to your team winning. You think about the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys call themselves America's team. And I think they fall into the same category. You love them or you hate them. Hey, let's face it. Here in South Bend, the Fighting Irish football team, there's a lot of people that roots against them on Saturdays. They tune in just to watch them possibly lose. And of course, they have one of the great, most loyal fan bases you will find anywhere. So in all these sports, there's good versus bad. The game of golf's a little different. Now, when Colin Montgomery was in his heyday, a European Ryder Cup player, a guy who said some not always flattering things about American players at times, we were not a big fan of Colin Montgomery as American golf fans. I think there were times that we were rooting against him. There was a time when Sergio Garcia was kind of him against the world when he was going through his regrips and he couldn't pull the trigger. You might recall the U.S. Open at Beth Page Black. 
The fans got all over him. The New York golf fan just could not stand the fact that he couldn't pull the trigger. Now, that maybe doesn't fall into the category of a guy who is evil and people didn't like, but I think people were frustrated with Sergio. And that's one of the rare times you saw people rooting against a golfer. Now, there's more calling from fans Two golfers a couple of weeks ago, there was a situation where Roy McIlroy was being heckled by a fan who was making comments about his wife. That's something we don't need. But I think there is a time and a place for everyone to have that guy that they root against. I think it's good for golf. It's good to have that guy that you turn on the TV that you sort of root against. And I think Patrick Reed sort of falls into that category. Now, I become a fan, not my favorite golfer, but I appreciate his enthusiasm, his motzi. He is not afraid of the big moment. So I kind of appreciate him in sort of a weird way. But he is a guy that falls into that, man, I kind of want to see him lose category for a lot of people. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We can cheer for all these guys, but if there's that one guy you look at, you want to turn on the TV and he's in contention and you kind of root against him, Hey, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. But before you sit in your front room and you think about Patrick Reed and you're rooting against him, here's a little background on Reed that maybe will change your mind just a little bit. Reed was kicked off the University of Georgia team. I'll get to the point where you'll maybe see another side of him. But he was the guy that kicked off his University of Georgia team. He was almost voted off his Augusta State team by his schoolmates. Now, that's a university that won two national championships while Reed was there. So why did he almost get voted off the Augusta State golf team? Well, he had offenses that ranged from alcohol-fueled misbehavior to an arrest for underage drinking to constantly taking down lesser teammates to alleged cheating infractions. His coach at Augusta State, Josh Gregory, ultimately suspended him from the golf team, and he warned him that his entire career was about to go up in smoke. This is a highly successful collegiate player, but he couldn't get out of his own way. And it looked like at that time he may throw away his golf career, but the head coach at Augusta State, Josh Gregory, put his golf career on the line, put him up against the wall, and it possibly changed him. Reed told ESPN.com in 2014, quote, after sitting down with Josh, it helped me realize it's not all me, 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 end quote. So he's had to change a lot to get to where he is. And then there's this story that I did not know until I read about it on ESPN.com this week after he won the Masters. But Reed has been estranged from his parents, his younger sister, and other family members for years over issues neither side will discuss on the record. Bill and Jeanette Reed, Patrick's parents, were expected to watch the Masters in their home, and they're only a few miles from Augusta National. They are not welcome at Patrick's tournaments, whether it's a minor tournament, whether it's a charity outing, or whether it is a major. They're not going to be behind the ropes, which is so unfortunate. And Reed, after the Masters, was asked if his family's absence made Sunday's triumph bittersweet. Reed said, quote, I'm just out here to play golf and to try to win golf tournaments End quote. So you kind of feel for the guy. We don't know what the situation was. Maybe it's all his fault, but it's never good to see where you have parents not involved in someone's life. And in a very special moment in his golf career, they're sitting at home 
watching on TV. Now, we actually found out another side about Patrick Reed on last week's golf show when John Foster, the general manager at Notre Dame's Warren, told us the story from last year. He spent some time at the University of Georgia, as I mentioned just a second ago. And, of course, the Georgia football team played at Notre Dame last fall. And Patrick Reed was in attendance. Before the game, he was on the sidelines wearing his Notre Dame gear. He's a huge Notre Dame football fan. And he called the clubhouse at Notre Dame's Warren before he arrived in town and wondered if he could possibly use their practice facility in between tournaments. And, of course, John Foster and the staff said absolutely. So he hit golf balls for over an hour. And according to John, every individual that came up to Patrick Reed, he took a couple of moments to spend some time with them or sign an autograph or take a picture. So we see this flamboyant guy on TV away from the cameras. It's great to see that he's willing to take the time for golf fans, recognize them, allow them a couple of moments to spend some time with him, get an autograph. And from what I understood, it sounded like he took a lot of time with the staff at Notre Dame's Warren. So I don't know if that changes what you think of Patrick Reed. I still think it's okay that he's that evil guy, kind of the Darth Vader of the PGA Tour, because it is kind of fun, if you want to root against him, to have that guy. There aren't many of those in the game of golf. So it's great to hear that Reed, when he was in town, spent time with golf fans, spent time with the folks at Notre Dame's Warren, and had a wonderful time at Notre Dame watching his favorite football team, the Fighting Irish, play. So that's a little background on Patrick Reed. And yeah, if he's Darth Vader, that's okay with me. And you know what? I don't think he minds one bit. I'm Darren Pritchett. You're listening to The Golf Show on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader, brought to you by Zolman's Tire and Auto Care, voted the best tire store two years in a row. Kurt Outdoor Living make plans now to transform your backyard into an oasis with the experts at Kurt Outdoor Living. And by Lechleitner Door. When you need same-day service, Lechleitner Door delivers. Call 295-6311. John and Tim are off today. They'll be back for next week's golf show here on 96.1 WSBT. So as Reed goes into the fourth round, if he picks up the newspaper, what does he see? Roy McIlroy trying to get into his head. McIlroy said after the third round, that, quote, all the pressure is on him. Rory entered the final round, three strokes down. He did not play well coming down the stretch. And after shooting 69, 71, and a sparkling 65 in the third round, Rory struggled in the fourth round and finished with a two-over par, 74, and did not get the job done on Saturday. All he is missing is the Masters green jacket to complete the career Grand Slam. Let the Masters slip away a few years ago and could not get it done as Patrick Reed won. So Roy tried to play a little mental warfare with Patrick Reed. Patrick got the job done shooting that one under par 71 to take home the championship. I think it's a great sign. McElroy really showed some of his old form at Augusta National. We've been waiting for Roy the last couple of years to overcome changing equipment. Got married. Who knows if that's a factor. And you wondered about his love of the game. Well, he showed that he is still a top player with the way he played in the third round, that 65. You know, the 74 was disappointing, but back in contention in a major, that's got to be a really, really good sign. And maybe he can build on that. The way Patrick Reed almost won the PGA Championship at the end of 2017, took that momentum into the offseason or the first part of the new season, and then closed out his first major at Augusta National. And how about Jordan Spieth? 
it seems like either wins or gets second. That's the way Rory has been the last couple of years. And Spieth with an unbelievable eight under par 64 on Sunday. He was too far back, unfortunately, to get to the top. But he ended the golf tournament at 13 under par, two shots in back of Patrick Reed. Spieth's final line, 66, 74, 71. And then the eight under par, 64, one of the better rounds you will see at Augusta National. I believe he's one of only a couple of people that have shot under 64 a couple of times in their master's career. And he is still not even close to 30 years old yet. This golf course sets up beautifully for Spieth. He normally is an outstanding putter. And if you don't putt well at Augusta National, you're not going to win. Henrik Stenson seems to hit the ball well at Augusta National every year. But he is just not comfortable on the greens, and as a result, he has not been able to grab a green jacket. Of course, winning that unbelievable Open Championship a couple of years ago, outdueling Phil Mickelson on Sunday. Then there's John Rahm in search of that first major out of Arizona State. Boy, you talk about flamboyant. He might become one of those Darth Vader guys, the way he gets angry on the golf course. And Rahm finished at 11 under par, four shots in back of Patrick Reed. 75, 68. He had a 65 on Saturday and closed out the Masters with a three under par, 69. But then you take a look at Ricky Fowler. He finished in second place, one shot back, and Fowler, another near miss. He's still in search of that first major. He's in the conversation for that horrible list that golfers don't want to hear about, the best player without a major. I'm not sure if he's exactly at the top of that list, but he's got to be in the top five. He's been getting better in majors. He's had top 10 finishes, unable to close things out, and another near miss at Augusta National. He birdied six of his last 11 holes on Saturday and even rolled in a seven-footer on the 72nd hole to cap off his closing round, 67. Here's what Fowler had to say about nearly winning the Masters. Quote, obviously, I want to be the one standing on top after the four rounds. But this is, if anything, a step forward. I feel like this is a year to knock off our first. Solo second feels and sounds better than tied for second. So it was nice to edge out Jordan on the last, end quote. Fowler admitted this week that seeing Spieth claim three major titles by the age of 24 has been, has been his biggest motivator. And you might recall, within the last couple of years, his coach pushed him to say, hey, do you want to be known as the guy who has the orange outfits, who used to have the long hair coming out from under his orange hat, the guy that is always on social media, he's always an individual that's open to the fans, which is fantastic, but he was pushed by Butch Harmon a couple of years ago. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be that guy that everybody knows as all these things? Or do you want to be one of the best players in the world? Do you want to be a major champion? And ever since then, he has been a different player. Hasn't resulted in a major win, but this looked like a different Fowler at the Masters. Started with a two under par 70, came back with an even par 72, and then had a terrific weekend on moving day Saturday. A seven under par 65 was behind Reed by five shots. Entering the final round, played beautifully. Shot the 67. He birdies six of his last 11 holes and just misses a playoff. Had Reed missed that little three-and-a-half-footer on the 72nd hole, he would have been in a playoff trying to win that first major against Patrick Reed. Reed with the clutch putt 
and he wins the Masters in Fowler, a near miss. But you do feel like in the next couple of years, that first major will come from Ricky Fowler. And possibly three, four years ago, I don't know if I would have said that, but he seems like he is locked in. He is focused on becoming a major champion and played beautifully at the Masters, shooting 14 under par, which could win a lot of Masters in the past, but unable to beat Patrick Reed, who wins that first green jacket. Has the pink Nike shirt on and the green jacket over the top. So that's a look at the top of the leaderboard at Augusta National as Patrick Reed wins the Masters by one shot over Ricky Fowler. Spieth came on strong on Sunday. McElroy struggled on Saturday. What a great Saturday and Sunday at Augusta National. Great leaderboard. Pretty good weather for the Masters this year, and the guys put on a terrific show. Hopefully that inspires you to go out and play some golf because we actually have some decent weather to get out and enjoy some golf this weekend. And, of course, make sure you stop by Notre Dame's Warren or Blackthorn to get that round of golf in. And even if you don't have time to play some golf, of course, keep in mind the practice facilities there are fantastic. They are redoing the driving range at Notre Dame's Warren. But obviously, there is space for you to hit some golf balls and use their great putting facility, the same at Blackthorn Golf Club. I'm Darren Pritchett, WSBT Sports Director, and this is The Golf Show, brought to you by Zolman's Tire and Auto Care, voted the best tire store two years in a row, by Kurt Outdoor Living. Make plans now to transform your backyard into an oasis with the experts at Kurt Outdoor Living. And Lechleitner Door, when you need same-day service, Lechleitner Door delivers. Call 295-6311. Don't forget tonight, South Bend Cubs baseball on WSBT Radio as South Bend will take on the Lake County Captains. They are the Midwest League affiliate of the Cleveland Indians. South Bend playing some really good baseball at the start of their campaign with some outstanding Cub prospects and Jose Albertos and Brendan Little in their starting rotation. They'll actually be starting on the Dayton portion of this six-game, seven-day road trip. But weather permitting, South Bend Cubs baseball will be on the air tonight. Four o'clock first pitch. And it'll be a 3.40 pregame show on 96.1 WSBT. We'll talk about Tiger Woods and his Masters coming up in just a couple of moments as the golf show continues, brought to you by Zolman's Tire and Auto Care, Kurt Outdoor Living, and Lechleitner Door. On your home of the Fighting Irish and the golf show, presented by Blackthorne and Notre Dame's Warren on 96.1 WSBT, the sports leader. Welcome back to the golf show on the Sports Leader 96.1 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett, my co-host John Foster, the general manager of Notre Dame's Warren, and Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorn, off this week. They'll return to the program next week here on WSBT Radio. Well, in our opening segment, I offered a recap of the 2018 Masters. A couple of more details coming up about the first major of the year. But after the Masters was played at Augusta National last weekend, a look at the updated Ryder Cup standings. The Ryder Cup this year in Paris, France, September 25th through the 30th. And the U.S. captain is Jim Furyk. Now, with the latest results from the Masters, here are the top eight in the U.S. rankings Keep in mind the top eight automatically make the U.S. team, and then Furyk will have four wildcard selections. But the eight players right now on the U.S. team, you talk about the who's who of major champions outside of Ricky Fowler. All of these guys have major championships in their back pocket. Right now, number one in the point standings for the Ryder Cup for the U.S. team is Justin Thomas, the reigning PGA champion. Then you've got Dustin Johnson in the two spot. 
Jordan Spieth is three. Bubba Watson, a two-time Masters champion, comes in at number four. Then Fowler, the only guy on the list without a major, he is fifth. Defending U.S. Open champion Brooks Kepka, who missed the Masters due to injury, he is in seventh. And in eighth position is Phil Mickelson, who has won three Masters, an Open championship, and a PGA championship. So those eight, as of right now, would be locked in to the field. And actually, I forgot to mention Patrick Reed. He's in that top eight as well, the Masters champion. So Reed right now pretty much secured. He will make the U.S. team after making the Masters. Now with just six tour starts to his name so far in 2018, Tiger Woods is already starting to rocket up that list. He is currently in 28th place. Now if he could pick up a victory, he would move up very close to the top 10. That's all it takes to have a chance to make the Ryder Cup team. If you win a tournament, you get a lot of points as it calculates in money. You get points for money. And Tiger could be right there. Pretty remarkable considered. He's not played a whole lot of golf the last couple of years, but he is still the story of major championship golf. And let's be honest, the PGA Tour right now, even though he hasn't won in his return, he has shown glimpses that possibly now that he has his back in order, he could be ready to win a couple of times. Could he win a major? We'll have to see about that. The Masters might have been his best opportunity. But Tiger at Augusta National, tied for 32nd place. He finished at plus one. 73, 75, 72 in a final round. Three under par, 69. And with that 69, what could have been, he missed five putts from within six feet. And he also three-putted two greens at Augusta National. So that 69 very easily could have been around a 65 or a 66, and that would have gotten him into red numbers for the tournament. Instead, plus one and a tie for 32nd place. The expectations for Tiger were ridiculously high coming into the Masters. When you take a look at Las Vegas, of course, that's all about money and where people are putting their money. He was the favorite to win the Masters. I think all of us that follow golf know that that was a pretty unrealistic label to put on Tiger coming into the Masters because he has not won a single tournament since 2013. The World Golf Classic Bridgestone Invitational. That's it. Now, he won a whole bunch of times in 2013. I think it was five times. and was the player of the year, but that is a long time ago, and he has had a lot of back issues since then. So he is still stuck on 79 PGA Tour wins, and he has 14 majors. He has been sitting on 14 majors for almost 10 years. His last major victory was the 2008 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Take yourself back to watching that event at Torrey Pines. Rocco Mediate had a chance to win that golf tournament. Tiger made the terrific putt on the 72nd hole to force a playoff. And Tiger went on to defeat Rocco in an 18-hole playoff to win that particular championship. I believe that was the U.S. Open he won with a torn ACL. He fought through that condition and still won a major. But what would you have said had I told you, watching that event in 2008, that that would be the final time that Tiger would have won a major? And here we are in 2018. It has been almost 10 years since he won a major championship. It seemed like in 2008, it was not 
when, or I should say, it's not, well, how's he going to do it? It's when he was going to beat Jack Nicklaus's record of 18 major championships. But he has been stuck on 14 ever since that win at Torrey Pines. Of course, a lot of personal issues since then, a handful of injuries. He has admitted he has come back too early from injuries and put himself in not the best condition to succeed on the golf course, and also it slowed down his healing process. So what did we learn about Tiger in this Masters Championship? Well, I don't know if we learned exactly anything definitive because through these six events that he's played in in 2018, he seems to have one deficiency every tournament, and it seems to be something different. Coming into the Masters, I don't think anyone would have expected that the weakness of Tiger would have been his iron play. He has always been terrific with an iron in hand. He had been really solid with that club at his hand throughout the 2018 campaign. There were some short game problems early on. Putting, boy, when Tiger's putting, he is very, very difficult to beat. He's always sprayed the golf ball with the drivers. So when he does that, that's not a huge surprise. But normally, when it comes to iron play, there aren't too many better in the world than Tiger Woods. But in this particular event, he really did not have his great iron game. It might have been his C iron game. And I think what really stood out was his lack of distance control. You saw a lot of shots go long over the green, and you know what happens at Augusta Nash. That ball will roll out over some of these greens. He came up short on a lot of greens, so very uncharacteristic for Tiger to be inconsistent with his iron game. Now, his caddy, Joe LaCava, had this to say about his iron play at Augusta National and that he struggled with his wedge game and did not have great feel with distance control being an issue. The good news is he's like money with the driving, but he can't hit the green with a lob wedge. It's beyond weird. It's not like him, end quote. Well, there's no doubt about that. He was hitting some pretty good drives there at Augusta National, had some off target. That's the way Tiger is. But when you see him with a wedge in hand, normally you're thinking about a 10-foot circle around the pin. And when he is putting well, there's going to be a whole bunch of birdies made by Tiger Woods. Wasn't the case at Augusta National where he has such a great advantage over many of the competition, not all, since he knows that golf course like the back of his hand. He knows where to put the golf ball, so that's why the distance control was a bit of a surprise. Just could not dial it in because he knows where to put the golf ball on the greens at Augusta National. So what's next for Tiger Here's what Tiger had to say this week, quote, Generally, after this tournament, I put the clubs away for a while. I usually take three to four weeks off throughout my entire career, and usually the clubs are put in the closet. I just kind of get away a while, end quote. He goes on to say, The run-up to the event is pretty hard and pretty grueling. I push myself pretty hard to get ready, and I peaked at it four times in his victories over the course of my career, and it's tiring, end quote. So we're not going to see Tiger for a couple of weeks. It really is a shame because there is a lot of momentum right now with Tiger. When you think about television coverage, even though he was not seriously in contention, he was on television a lot. People still want to see Tiger play. And you wondered after all the personal problems, the negative headlines, the mugshot. There's a lot of negati- negativity excuse me, when it comes to Tiger Woods the last few years. But people still absolutely love him. Just to validate what I'm talking about, I thought it was really interesting. 
at the Frozen Four in St. Paul. The Masters was taking place while the Notre Dame hockey team was up at the Frozen Four and being on the bus with the players and being in the dining areas. A lot of the guys had either cell phones or iPads, and they were watching the Masters very, very closely. And what I found very interesting, when you listen to them, there wasn't a lot of talk about Justin Thomas. There wasn't a lot of talk about Jordan Spieth or Phil Mickelson. Every single conversation seemed to be about Tiger Woods. Tiger did this. Tiger did that. And I was thinking while listening to them talk, these are hockey players that are anywhere from 19 to 23 years old, and they really have never seen Tiger at his best. When he was at his best, they were under 10 years old. But for whatever reason, he resonates with that age group. I mean, can you imagine how excited they were watching him play in this if they would have watched him back in his glory days when he scared the daylights out of the competition, when he would come up the leaderboard and people would start shaking in their boots? That doesn't happen anymore. Nobody's really scared of Tiger right now. But I thought it was really interesting, despite the fact that all our hockey players were such big fans of Tiger, they just never had really seen him play at an extremely high level, but they were all pulling for him, and not some of the young guns that they could be more familiar with, like the Thomases, the McElroys, and the Speed. Tiger Wood, no matter the generation, just seems to get everyone's attention, and everyone is fascinated to see if Tiger can get back to anywhere close to the golfer he was 15, 20 years ago. Can he do it? I would say it's more likely now than the last couple of years when we just didn't see progress. We have seen progress now with Tiger so far in 2018 in these six tournaments. Not saying he's ever going to win a major. I know Tim Firestone, the owner at Blackthorn, since the first time this show went on the air eight or nine years ago, he said there is no way Tiger will ever win another major. And at the time, I thought he might be right. Watching this year, there's a chance that could be wrong, but I still think it's a better than 50% chance he does not win another major because how will the back hold up in the grueling conditions of a U.S. Open when you've got the thick rough, sometimes you have the tall grass. It can be grueling on a back to have to fight through those conditions. Can his back hold up in those situations? That'll be quite a story. And Tiger has turned the page toward the 2018 U.S. Open, which will be at Shinnecock Hills. And when Wood tees it up on June 14th at Shinnecock, it'll be his first appearance in the U.S. Open since he went 80-76 at Chambers Bay in 2015 and missed the cut. In all, Woods has played in 19 U.S. Opens. He won three, absolutely blowing away the competition at Pebble Beach in 2000, winning by double digits. He won again in 2002 and 2008. Now, this is the last year Woods is exempt through sectional qualifying for the event based on the 10-year exemption he received for winning at Torrey Pines in 2008. Now, he will receive future exemptions if he finishes in this year's top 10, qualifies for the 2018 Tour Championship, or plays his way into the top 60 in the world rankings by next year's event. Now, Woods could also receive special exemption from the USGA, which would absolutely be a certainty. Woods' inaugural U.S. Open performance came at Shinnecock 
in the 1995 U.S. Open. He withdrew in the second round due to injury. Now, speaking of the World Golf Rankings, Tiger all of a sudden is up to number 88 again. It's his first time in the top 100 in three years. He is 44th in the FedEx Cup standings, and that is just with six tournaments since returning from spinal fusion surgery. So, Tiger is all locked in to play in the U.S. Open at Shinnecock, where if the wind gets up, over par will win that golf tournament easily. If the wind is down, maybe one or two under. It is an extremely difficult golf course. One other thought on the Masters. Phil Mickelson won the 2018 World Golf Classic Mexico Championship. He beat Justin Thomas in a playoff, his first win in a handful of years. And at Augusta National, started off well a two under par 70, but then blew up in the second round as he posted a seven over par 79, made the cut on the number, and then kind of a Phil topsy-turvy weekend. A two over par 74 in the third round and a five under par 67 off, including an eagle three on 16. But we're going to remember this, Masters, with Phil, the dress shirt, the button-down shirt he wore in the practice round with Tiger earlier in the week. So that's a look back at the Masters. And we'll have another segment of the Golf Show coming up in just a couple of moments. We'll remind you about what's happening at Warren Golf Course and Blackthorn Golf Club. And also a very interesting AP story. Apparently, you're never too old to play college golf. We'll tell you about those storylines coming up in just a couple of moments. This is the Golf Show on the Sports Leader, 96.1 WSBT. The Golf Show continues on 96.1 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. John Foster and Tim Firestone back on the program next week. Major championship schedule this year. We just talked about the U.S. Open at Shinnecock Hills, Long Island, New York, June 14th through the 17th. The Open Championship back in Scotland at Carnoustie Golf Links, July 19th through the 22nd. And the U.S. PGA Championship at Bellarive Country Club in St. Louis, Missouri, August 16th through the 19th. Now, locally, of course, we have two championship golf courses for you to enjoy if the weather permits this weekend. We'd love for you to get out and enjoy these great golf, golf courses, including John Foster's Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. You can go to their website, warrengolfcourse.com, for the latest details. 631-4653 is the phone number for a tee time or for information about the Pro Shop. 631-4653 in the Pro Shop. You will find merchandise for the 2019 U.S. Senior Open. In just a little over a year, Major Championship Golf returns to South Bend with the Senior Open. And if you go to warrengolfcourse.com, you can find out some details on this upcoming event, including if you are a business owner, if you're in the corporate world and you want to bring out folks for the U.S. Senior Open, there is a hospitality page. You can learn more details about the villas and the skyboxes that are available. A villa is already built on the golf course for people to check out for the U.S. Senior Open. Tickets go on sale this summer. And for volunteers, all volunteers will be required to purchase a uniform package. Price will be determined at a later date included in the package is championship apparel, a water bottle, an invitation to the volunteer appreciation party, a commemorative USGA volunteer pin, and a volunteer credential, which is valid for all seven days of the championship. 
Volunteers will also have access to the volunteer headquarters hospitality areas, which provides complimentary food, snacks, and beverages on days that they volunteer. And the volunteer opportunities are expected to be available for the U.S. Senior Open in the summer of 2018. For the latest, go to warrengolfcourse.com or 2019uscseniorope.com. Tim Firestone, the owner of Blackthorne. You can find out the latest at Blackthorne at blackthorngolf.com. You can also call them at 232-4653. That's 232-GOLF at blackthorngolf.com. You can book a tee time online. And, of course, Blackthorne is the home of the Four Winds Invitational and Symmetra Tour event. Finally, just want to tell a really quick story. Don Byers, 61 years old, was playing an event a golf coach at Bellevue University saw him and asked him if he had any eligibility remaining. He joked, yeah, I do. And sure enough, he did, and he's been asked to be a part of the golf team, and he's actually a part of this NAIA golf team at the age of 61. Now, college golfers are required to walk and carry their own bags. Byers, who has had two knee surgeries and one on his back, said he would be physically unable to be on the team if he weren't given a concession allowing him to put his clubs on a remote control cart so you're never too old to play college golf as a 61 year old grandfather is playing i'm darren pritchett thanks for joining us on the golf show and we'll have some final words coming up next on 96.1 wsbt the sports leader I'm Darren Pritchett, WSBT Radio Sports Director, back to wrap up the golf show on WSBT Radio. Our program has been brought to you by Notre Dame's Warren, by Blackthorn Golf Club, by Zolman's Tire and Auto Care, voted the best tire store two years in a row, by Kurt Outdoor Living, make plans now to transform your backyard into an oasis with the experts at Kurt Outdoor Living, by Lechleitner Door, when you need same-day service, Lechleitner Door delivers, call 295-6311. Hopefully the rain is not a factor this weekend, and you can play some golf at your favorite golf course, and of course we recommend Notre Dame's Warm and Blackthorn. They will take care of all your needs. They've got a fully stocked Pro Shop, and of course, the U.S. Senior Open is coming to Notre Dame's Warren in 2019. The Symmetra Tour has been a big part of summers at Blackthorn as well, so you can't beat the two great facilities we have in northern Indiana. We've got South Bend Cubs baseball coming up tonight on 96.1 WSBT. Again, weather permitting from Classic Park in East Lake, Ohio. The South Bend Cubs will take on the Lake County Captains. They are the Midwest League affiliate of the Cleveland Indians, so we can kind of call it a rematch of the 2016 World Series between the Indians and the Cubs affiliates. We thank you for joining us on the Golf Show from the sports leader, 96.1 WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett. And CBS Sports Radio is coming up next on your home of the Fighting Irish, 96.1 WSBT South Bend, the sports leader. The Golf Show brought to you by Blackthorn Golf Course. Get your Blackthorn card today for only $99. Blackthorngolf.com. The Golf Show brought to you by the Warren Golf Course at Notre Dame. Come play like a champion. WarrenGolfCourse.com. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 